Hello and welcome to The Fierce Life with me, your host, Conceda Thomas. And in today's show, we are going to get deep, really deep. We're going to talk about emotions, managing emotional turmoil, how to, how to know when it's too much and it's time to see a professional and exactly how your emotions, managing your emotions or not, affects your weight loss journey. And for today's show, I've got a special guest, a licensed professional counselor. So you definitely want to stick around, take out your pen and your paper, jam out to the show tunes and meet me on the other side of the music. Welcome to The Fierce Life, presented by Conceda Thomas. This podcast is designed to give you the food and fitness strategies, tools, and inspiration that you need to create sustainable results without making the process a second job. You will save the mental and emotional energy that's normally drained by this process and instead use that energy to live your most fierce life. Hey, Fierce Friend, before we jump into the episode, a quick reminder that at this point, I have just a handful of spots left for you if you're interested in working with me in a one-on-one coaching capacity this summer. Spots are filling, so if you're ready to get some help implementing the things that you've been listening to and learning on this podcast, then now is the time to go ahead and claim your spot. All you have to do is go to conceitathomas.com slash ready to connect to set up a connection call there's no pressure. We're just going to hop on the phone. We're going to chat. We're going to see if it's a match and whether or not working together one-on-one is the right next step for you. Hello and welcome to episode number 56 of The Fierce Life. And today's show, I have a special guest with me today, Teresa Braddy. She's a licensed professional counselor because Fierce Friends, I had to bring in the heavies for this episode, right? We are talking about oceans. We're talking about your inner game. We're talking about your mindset. And while I do have some knowledge on that, sometimes we need to go deeper. We really need to talk to a professional, understand what's really going on. And that is the purpose of this episode today. So Teresa Braddy, welcome to the Fierce Life. Thank you. I am excited to be on here today. I'm super psyched to have you here. Can you tell my fierce friends a little bit about yourself and who you are and what you do before we get into the meat of this emotion stuff, this emotional stuff and this inner game and all that good stuff? Yes, I am Teresa Braddy. I am a licensed professional counselor. I am originally from Ohio. I always tell people that. And, but I live in Texas now. Um, I have been doing therapy for over 20 years. I wrote a book called A Girl Has Needs, But a Woman Knows What She Wants. I deal with a lot of women's issues as it relates to their mental health. Um, so I specialize in depression, anxiety, um, and sexuality. And so those are my area of focus. And I live in the DFW area, and I am very excited to talk today. Because this topic is near and dear to my my heart also. Um, It's my weight is something I've struggled with all my life. And so just talking, looking at the emotional side of it, looking at my triggers and all those things that um, impact me being successful or unsuccessful um, is important to me also. Awesome. Okay, so let's get into this. So the reason why I even invited you um, here to talk about this, Teresa, is because Gosh, over over a decade of coaching in, and I noticed, and I told you this before we started recording, that one of the biggest differences between my clients who experience wild success, even if the journey is a little bit rough, even if we 
have to tweak a little bit. And the ones that, quite frankly, struggle for a lot longer is not their athleticism. has nothing to do with their history, with dieting, socioeconomic levels. Like, none of that really is, is the biggest factor or the dividing factor, if you will. What I see mostly is that my clients who experience wild success um, just are better at the inner game portion of things. And they don't always come in the door like, you know, on top of their inner game, but they more readily, quickly, and consistently respond to prompts to look at what they're thinking, how they're feeling, and to examine, you know, the why behind the decisions that they're making. Um, so, and, and then there are some that are just really even resistant to that. Like they'll tell me they overate on the weekend and I'll ask, okay, well, how did you talk yourself into that? Or how did you feel? Or what happened before that? And they just don't want to go there. Can you talk to me a little bit about what you know about the connection between um, your emotional state and your ability to follow through on any type of eating healthier or exercising? Just talk to us about that. So there is truly a concept of food psychology. Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> there is that concept. Um, and so what people what impacts people's ability to eat healthy or lose weight or even their eating or intake is their social and their emotional so if you think about it in that way um a lot of us you know we when we're in social settings we find ourselves always eating um when we have people around us that have better eating habits we tend to eat better so it's even role models so i would say our social, our emotional, and then our sometimes our role models also impact what we eat. And so if we're not aware of how we interface with um, our activities, our emotions on those kinds of things, then it does impact. So, you know, and so it's understanding your triggers and understanding your history that causes you to um, be successful or not. So one of the things like I, we do know is that um, stress increases your appetite. It's just your body automatically increases those hormones that want you to eat. And so when you know that, you just, instead of being unconscious and eating, you, sometimes you have to be conscious with eating. Um, and then dealing with those things that are then triggers that cause you to go into this windfall. You know, when we think about women especially, I know that there are some statistics that say that women are disappointed with their body image and 90% of women are disappointed with their body image. So because of that, since it's so high that we're always focusing on those kinds of things, it's like, then how do we then deal with it? So it's like, we might feel like, okay, this is the right, I wanna start, but if you're like me on a lot of things that I wanna be succeed, I wanna succeed in, I start and then I stop, I start and then I stop because I feel like life happens and then I don't have the coping skill when life happens to then adjust to, okay, well, even though life is happening, Teresa, food, I don't, food does not have to be my go-to. And if it is, what are some better choices for myself that I can be more successful? And so I think that that's when, when I'm seeing people in counseling, I look at what are your triggers? How do you see, how do you see yourself when you're um, stressed out? How do you see yourself when you're depressed? What are some of those things that you see? Um, and so um, I can go a little into that too. I know that as it relates to um, when I'm thinking about somebody down spiraling, I look at their sleeping habits, I look at their eating habits, I look at if they're irritable or if they're withdrawn. Those things really show whether a person is spiraling out or you're not in control. Um, I know for me, my biggest trigger when I know that I'm stressing out, I just look at my house. 
because it can be more messy when I'm out of control. I'm like, girl, what's going on with you? I got dishes in the sink. All my makeup is on my counter. I got 50 million different things on my bed because I didn't try it on 50 million different clothes. And I'm like, after a while, I come back and I'm like, wait a minute. Because I feel like my emotions are expressed outward in that way. And so that's one of my triggers. Um, the other trigger is eating food. You know, um, I, you know, have this regimen that I'm trying to do and I stay on. And then I'm like, mm -mm, today I need a burger or today I need uh, French fries or whatever it is that I want or pizza. Pizza is my thing too. Um, and then I'm like, okay, girl, what's going on with you? Because you're not even really hungry. So why are you eating these things? And so understanding your triggers is going to be very important too. And being able to then find those things that cope. Um, so body image is something that, you know, I look at as a, a therapist Binging, binge eating. Um, you don't have to have a, a eating disorder diagnosis to be binge eating or restricting. Um, we do that on a normal basis. And so looking at those behaviors, when am I overeating and why am I overeating is always another question I would definitely ask myself. And, you know, is it during times when I'm more emotional or is it during times where I'm bored? So people fall into many different categories. Mm. Um, but definitely, um, it's something to look at. And I, I love that you look at the whole person because for many, many people, we just focus on, okay, well, I just want to eat. I want to, I mean, I just want to look good. So I'm going to eat right and exercise, but when then life happens, you know, it goes out the window. So I'm glad that you're looking at the whole person. You dropped so many gems that I want to go back and unpack. I'm like, oh, no, we're not going to just let you drop that and keep moving. So we're going we're gonna to go back to a couple of things. I'm throwing my questions list out the window because this is such a good girlfriend conversation. Fierce friends, like, listen up, pull up your seat, get your cup of coffee, too, because we don't want to see. Okay, so, like, okay, so you mentioned about triggers. You mentioned about that, and you mentioned about, you know, you don't have to have uh, um, eating disorder diagnosis to binge or to restrict and that to be quite honest most of us have some level of disordered eating even if it's not a full-blown eating disorder so that brings me to the first question of you know how do we know like what's the difference between just normal ups and downs of emotions right like you mentioned pizza like I just I had this regimen but today I just wanted a pizza Mm -hmm. And sometimes we, it's not emotional turmoil, like the inner toddler wins, right? We want what we want and we want it now and we have it. Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes it's a, it's a bigger issue than that. So like, how do we know that we're just human? We're not robots. And so despite the fact that we were on a regimen, we had the pizza and like, we're going to be okay versus, you know, it's really time to look deeper into this. Like, what's the difference? You know, when you're, what you're describing is like our self-licensing behavior. It's like we say, okay, we're going to eat good. So we pack our lunch, we go, to, we, go to, we go to work, we eat our lunch, we're healthy all day, something crazy happens at work, and then I go home and be like, forget, the, forget my uh, good food eating, my, my um, chicken breast and my salad today, I'm having a pizza. Um, mm -hmm. When you do it once, that means that you're in your cycle. So if you allow yourself just to say, I have permission to do it, that means that it's okay. That's normal. When it becomes routine, that's when it becomes, or it becomes a pattern, that's when it becomes more of an issue. 
Um, and so when you see it a long time, like, okay, that happened Monday, that happened Tuesday, it happened Wednesday. Okay, it didn't happen Thursday, but it happened Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Then that is more of a problem. Um, uh, whereas if you're saying, okay, once a week, I'm going to have my cheat day, or I'm going to have one cheat meal or one cheat item. Um, that's, that's the difference. It has to be more of a balance. So when you find balance in your life, then you're on a good path. When there's some kind of in, inequality going on, um, either you're eating more, or you're not working out, or you know there's not that balance. That's and it's continuous, not not just a week, but a continuous thing. That's when it becomes an issue. That's interesting. I like that you said that because um, I pay attention in the space, right, with what different coaches are saying, et cetera. And there are some coaches out there that literally encourage like analyzing every single choice like you want to be healthy and you want to lose weight and you had ice cream today there's a misalignment there you need to dig more deeply um and so some of us to me now my the way i believe and the way i coach i believe that that can be a prescription for obsession mm -hmm. um, i had a conversation just yesterday with a coaching client she's doing so well she's only in week three and she said, but one thing I just want to go ahead and let you know, and I know that we're going to have to address this soon, is that, you know, I have a weakness. It's ice cream. Mm -hmm. And when I asked her, okay, so tell me, I said, well, first of all, you know, we're, we're really early in your program, and we're not even at the place where we're looking at what needs to come out yet. We're, we're really working on what needs to go in to make you feel healthy, happy, and whole, because a lot of that stuff that needs to come out will fall out just by giving you what you need. But I'm interested to know, just tell me so that we have a baseline to compare later, how often are you eating ice cream and how much? And I almost dropped the phone when she said, you know, it's, it's really consistent. Like every weekend I have ice cream. So I'm like, okay, she's going to tell me, you know, that she intends to have a serving and she downs a whole gallon. And I'm like, okay, so tell me about how much you're having. And she said, you know, like a, a whole thing. I'm like a whole, what kind of thing? You know, a whole serving, like a whole cone. And I'm sitting on the phone on one hand, I wanted to laugh because I'm like, girl, that's called living. It's okay. Like, we're never going to get to the point where we address that. But on the other hand, I'm sad because I'm thinking this is someone who has been convinced by the industry that I work in that this is a problem, that because she wants to lose weight and she has an ice cream cone on the weekend, that it's an issue. So I really love that as a mental health professional, you're coming in here and clearing it up that it's, you can self-license, as you said, you can allow yourself something and we're looking at patterns. We're looking at repeated patterns that are not beneficial. We're not looking at, and repeated excessive patterns, not an ice cream every weekend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because, okay, thank you for clearing that up. Now, the other thing that you mentioned. I just want to in interject this real quick. We do have this love-hate relationship with food. And it seems like, you know, if we, um, when we love it so much, and it's not something that's good for us, we then go into this pattern. So then we have this guilty feeling, and then we, that's the point where we usually get up, give up, instead of saying, okay, love, food is love. If you look at it from that point, food is love because it is delicious. It is, um, it does bring me pleasure. It does make me feel good. Um, and it, it is a part of celebration in our, in our, in our culture. Yes. How do I make better choices? So just like the, 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 the uh, ice cream cone, I thought she was about to say she eats a gallon of it each weekend. And I was like to say, okay, that's a little excessive. But everything in portions can be successful. It says, I don't think yes, you have to give up love in order for you to love yourself. Does that make sense? And when I'm saying love, I mean food too. 
I'm so glad you said that because I'm also not team food is fuel only. Um, I believe that like God is very intentional. And if he intended for us to get no pleasure from food, like fueling ourselves could have been as simple as every day we have to sit under a tree for 30 seconds. Yet he gave us taste buds and, and food that had different flavors. So mm-hmm. I do believe that it's supposed to be enjoyment. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad we agree. All right. Yes. All right. So triggers, let's talk about triggers, because if you are noticing a pattern, you don't have to like overanalyze yourself to the point where you're literally afraid to tell your coach, listen, I've got this ice cream problem, this cone I eat every weekend. We don't want to go there. But if you are noticing like serious patterns, like every night, there's like a couple glasses of wine or a bottle or every weekend, it's everything that's in the pantry. So now that is definitely something we want to look into. That Mm -hmm. probably has nothing to do with hunger. It probably has a lot to do with emotions. And you mentioned triggers. How do you help someone identify their triggers? And and specific, yeah, let's start there. I've got lots of questions. (laughs) (laughs) I think that um, you have to um, explore it with somebody. I don't think that it's just you saying back, looking back and saying, okay, let me look at my triggers. Cause sometimes you can't even notice it yourself. So sometimes it's good to talk to somebody to see, okay, yeah. Every time um, my work increases at work, I tend to gain weight. Or when I have a big project, I tend to stop working out. Or um, when I get a new responsibility, it usually means that I don't cook anymore. So seeing those, those things and those kinds of behaviors, yes, you can kind of mirror them, but I think that if you, get, if you talk them out, it's easier for you to see them. So I don't have a formula to say, okay, if you're doing this, but the only formula that I will say is if you're tracking. So if you're tracking, doing a track or, or, or a food log where you're saying, I'm eating this on you know, what, everything that you eat and then put an emotion by it or put a workload behind it or put um, your responsibilities behind it to see how it is increasing or decreasing or staying the same, I think that that would be beneficial. So it sounds to me like you're saying, first of all, yes, it's way easier if you, if you, if you have like a therapist or if you have a coach, if you have somebody that you're talking it through with. But it also sounds like to me you're saying um, with the food journaling and the tracking, not paying so much attention solely to the food and solely to the exercise, but really accepting that our mental state and our emotions are playing a role, especially if we have patterns that are, that are opposite of where we say we want to go. Like they don't support the goal we say we have for ourselves and then bringing awareness to those. So whether it's tracking in, you know, on your phone or in a legitimate paper and pencil journal or whatever it is, like we have got to be willing to look at Mm -hmm. the emotional side as well. Yes, because we all look at food differently. I mean, a person who's trying to lose weight, they look at it as a diet. And so when you start to look at food as a diet, it's that love-hate relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're an athlete, you look at it as, you know, fuel or energy or the benefits of whatever I'm about to eat. Or if you're sick, you might look at it as this is my medication or it can be a poison. Um, And then some people look at it as a whole as just this chemistry imbalance, which that's not me. But some people can really look at food as chemistry or um, and so they are very particular about what they put in their body because they understand the chemistry of the body and chemistry of the food. So depending on the type of person you are, then encourages so personality is what I'm saying has a lot to do with how you choose food and how you interact with food. Okay. So 
let's say, so let's go back to what you said before. So we brought awareness, let's just say the typical person, right? And I'm doing stereotypes, but not really because, right, statistics show (laughs) this many of us have this struggle. Statistics also show like a lot less of us are actually working with someone to help us through that. So let's say that you've done the thing, you've realized, okay, so I see a pattern here. And so I'm tracking and I, I see I see triggers here. And how do you begin to then work through those? Let's say you realize there's a pattern. You have identified a couple triggers. What's next? So then you come up with solutions. So um, what I usually, t- well, okay, when we talk about therapy, one of the therapies that we talk about is solution-focused. So in solution-focused therapy, what they look at is what is the exclusion. So what t- in your time in life, what, when did it work for you? When you wanted that pizza and you was like, you know what, I'm going to stay focused. What was the thing that you did to, to say, okay, I'm going to make another, a better choice, a healthier choice for myself. I don't want to say a better choice. I'm going to say a healthier choice for myself right. mm-hmm. uh, and see what you did to make that work. So it's like, for me, um, sometimes when I know that I'm on this, this journey, especially if I have a goal in mind, what I'll say is, okay, Teresa, I'm going to allow you to have this pizza if you still want it in 10 minutes. Well, I'm going to allow you to have this pizza if you really decide that you're going to work out or you need to work out before you have this pizza. So sometimes it's a juggle. And then I have to also then go back, as we said before, and check my emotions. Why do I want this pizza? Is it because I need to feel loved? Is it because I need some pleasure? Is it because I don't feel satisfied and I need to be satisfied? And then you can think about, okay, well, what other things can make me more satisfied? What are some things that can make me feel loved? Because I can go get pampered. I can go get a massage. Look, I worked out all week, so let me go get me a massage. Um, and so you're not focusing on the eating. And sometimes after that, you, you don't need the full food. Sometimes I think your body is a trigger that tells you what you need. I think we all, always go to what we think it needs because food gives us comfort. I remember um, a, a couple of years ago, which made me really, really shift on the way I think about food and hunger. Um, we were fasting. And um, when we were fasting, when I would think that I was hungry, I would start to drink water. And what I found was I wasn't really hungry. I was really probably thirsty because mm-hmm. after I drank the water, I wasn't really hungry at all. So, you know, but we feel that feeling and then we fill in the void that we feel like it's supposed to be and not really understand the bigger void, if that makes sense. That makes so much sense. What I hear you saying is when we feel those things coming, like come up with solutions. And so, um, and giving ourselves like that pause, I always talk about that pause, like between like the impulse and the reaction. So, okay, mm-hmm. I feel this way, pause. Why do I want pizza? What am I really feeling? Do yeah. I really just want cheese and tomatoes or am I not feeling satisfied? Like if I'm not feeling satisfied because I didn't get that promotion, satisfying that with pizza is not going to help. Or if, I'm, or if I'm not, I just don't feel like I have enough pleasure or pampering, like my body's sore. I've been working out all week maybe a massage is going to fill that void as well so I hear you saying just being willing to insert the pause between the impulse and the and the reaction and honoring if the real answer is I really like pizza and I haven't had it in three weeks and that's why I want pizza well then go get the pizza (laughs) exactly my point exactly Oh my gosh, this is good. Okay, so you've given us like great practical tips and things that we can do 
on our own. Um, but what would you say to the person, okay, I've tried all this, I'm doing it on my own, I'm getting stuck in my own head um, with this, and I'm getting more frustrated and more emotional, and I'm eating more, so it's not working on my own. I need to work with someone. So I'm asking this question almost for selfish reasons. I'm, I'm curious about this too, because a lot of the questions that you're mentioning, I, this is what I talk to my one-on-one -on -one clients about. So I'm like, hmm, I need to raise my pay grade. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, is this coaching slash therapy? I don't mean to be practicing therapy, but wait a minute. Um, but seriously, how do you know which professional you need when? So like if I'm doing these things that you, you mentioned and I'm getting stuck in my head, how do I know like I need a therapist? How do I know I need a coach? Like how do I know where to go and when? I think it depends on what the trigger is too. So if you go back to the presenting problem and whatever that is, that's where it, then you can, it kind of can direct you to that. So if it's that I'm just making bad food choices, then I probably need to go to a nutritionist or a co coach that can help me with the nutritional side. If I'm eating food because it's, I'm stressed and I'm feeling emotional or you know, I'm grieving or whatever it may be, then I need to see somebody from a professional side that's dealing like a psychologist, a, a, ther um, a counselor or a social worker. So that's, I think that that would be the difference is really focusing on what, the why. If you focus on the why, then you can find out what would be appropriate for you. Awesome. And, let me just, and let me just say, food is social. And you know, I said those two components is the social and the emotional. And I don't think that we can really do it by ourselves. And especially as, as it relates to women, we definitely don't do it because we're so relationship oriented. Um, and so when we have that accountability buddy um, that has, you know, that they're going to say, okay, Teresa, I just remember I had my accountability buddy and she was like, um, we, were, we were juicing and I just needed to chew on something. And she looked at my... Um, uh, refrigerator and she was like Teresa did you eat some beets and I'm like well yeah but then it made me feel like okay I mean it was okay choice but still in the same sense it was like she was holding me accountable she's like if I gotta do it you gotta do it let's do this juicing thing for this day so I was like okay I got you I got you I got you so I think that <laughs> even when we have that accountability because as women we need that support um, it's good. And sometimes our friends can tell us, hey, girl, this is beyond my, my pay grade also. I, you might want to go talk to a professional uh, about this um, particular issue to help you get through it. That was so awesome. Thank you so much. So Fierce Friends, this one is probably one that you'll listen to again and again. And you know, as we say around here all the time, that once you learn something, you have to do something. But before I give you the Fierce follow-up, Teresa, if they want to keep in touch with you. Maybe if some of them live in Texas and they want to reach out to you because they've listened to this episode and they're like, oh, you're right. I can't do this alone. I need a therapist, a coach, a best friend, all the things. How can they find you? You can find me at boutiquetalkcounseling.com. Uh, um, that is my website. Um, all my information, you can contact me on um, through the website. Um, I'm supposed to be, and I have not been diligent because I have a lot on my plate. And when you have a lot on your plate, you can become stressed out. 
Um, but I'm supposed to be doing an article uh, once a month on my website. So there'll be a little blog on there that talks about different things that might be going on. And because you have asked me to do this today, I might even talk about emotional eating as a topic um, on that um on that, that, that blog, but I'm also going to be looking for in the future. And I'm thinking around September, I'm going to start doing a uh, podcast also. So for that woman who is in her, I would say forties and up, I really have not found a good podcast for us. Um, just to give you a generalization of everything that's going on and bringing that balance. So I am going to probably try to focus on that population move from there. That sounds great. All right, this has been amazing. Okay, fierce friends, you know what we always say around here after you learn something, you got to do something because knowledge is not power, it's potential action is power. So, your fierce follow up for today, should you choose to accept, is to examine where you are on this whole spectrum. Um, Teresa Brady gave us such good gems about how to know when you're just living life and like it's okay, you need to chill. Don't overanalyze that one ice cream cone on the weekend versus patterns and maybe just needing some accountability, maybe needing more education or support from a coach. Or if you notice that your triggers are um, deeper, you know, emotional grief, maybe trauma, that it's time to get a therapist. So I want you to figure out where you are on that spectrum and then tell us what your next move is. And you're going to, how are you going to do that? By being a part of our free support group. You heard her say, we don't do this alone, especially as women. That's why I have the free support group, Conceda's Fierce Friends. You can get access to that group by going to concedathomas.com slash become a fierce friend. Enter your name and email address, and you will get immediate access into that group. If you enjoyed this show and got a lot out of it, you may want to listen to it again. With time markers, the show notes is over on my page show notes page at concededthomas.com slash f56 that's slash ep56 then if you got something out of this and you want to share it with someone else you can just share it out on social or if you need to share it more privately you can copy the episode link and text it to a friend and then finally if this was good to you you definitely don't want to miss the next episode so be sure to subscribe to the show and if you can rate and review it I'd really love that too. That's all we have today, Fierce Friend. Until next time, stay fierce. You're ready to master your motivation, keep your head in the game, and get the results that you deserve. And I have just the thing to help you boost your mood and wrap yourself in motivation every single day. Visit the Conceda Thomas Apparel Shop today to get your motivational tanks, tees, and mugs. Be sure to use the promo code FIERCEFRIEND for a discount on your first order of $25 or more. You can visit the shop at conceitathomas.com slash apparel. Are you sick and tired of starting over when it comes to your healthy eating? Have all your failed attempts got you wondering why you can't seem to stick to anything long enough to get results and definitely not to keep results? Listen, it's not you. It's the diet. Giving up your favorite dishes just to lose weight doesn't last. And force feeding yourself food that isn't even culturally familiar just because some guru said it would help you get results is a setup for failure. When you are ready to get real results eating the foods that you already love, it's time to schedule your eating audit. Let me help you discover the tiny tweaks you need to make to get results from the foods you already eat every day. No more diets, no more falling off the wagon, just real lasting results 
with food you're actually going to be happy to eat after you reach your goal. Schedule your eating audit today at conceitathomas.com slash audit. Hurry up. Our introductory promo rate won't last forever, so schedule your audit now. If you've been wishing for fitness wear that was so comfortable that you would never want to take it off, yet fashionable enough to actually wear out for a night on the town, then you've got to check out my friends and sponsor Blessed Bodywear. Guys, they've got the goods. Once you try their squat pants, no other pants will do. I promise you, they're my absolute favorite. Visit blessedbodywear.com today and use promo code NOFUSS, N-O-F-U-S-S, to save on your order. 